Hello and welcome along to the Anxiety Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Burrows. And I'm Becky Burrows. If you've been struggling with anxiety or know someone who has been, then this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to be covering some more tips, strategies, and insights so you can get the anxiety-free life you deserve. Ready? Let's dive in. Some people wonder when their family member or friend is going to get over their PTSD. When are they going to let it go? Well, I'm here to tell you that they won't. Other people are now nodding their heads, agreeing with me, saying, Once you have PTSD, that's it. You can't recover from it, and you have it for life. The best you can do is manage it. To that, I also say, no, recovery is very possible. I know, because I've done it myself. Both of these seemingly contradictory beliefs come from people who aren't well-informed, people who aren't aware of what PTSD is and how it's treated. Believing either of these two sides will negatively impact on the recovery of the person with PTSD. It's so freeing to understand that as a person with PTSD, you won't get over what happened to you and you won't let it go. That is because what happened to you will always be a part of your history, your memories. It's not something you can erase, neither should you. You don't just get over it. It becomes the thing you overcome. Letting it go and getting over it communicates that the process is easy, that it's something that automatically happens with time, especially when the person saying it says something like this. When is she going to get over it? How long is it going to take for her to let go of what happened and just be normal again? That trying to let it go or get over it is actually a part of why the person struggling with PTSD is stuck, why they end up flipping to the belief that recovery isn't possible and there is nothing they can do to get better. This shame and hopelessness vortex is helping no one. When you let go of these two beliefs, something shifts. If you're the one supporting someone with PTSD, you give them the room to actually get better. Not only that, they will be much more willing to let you be a part of that process. Something that can be incredibly rewarding for both you and your relationship. If you are the one struggling with PTSD, letting go of these crippling beliefs will set you free. Free from shame and hopelessness. Freeing you to head towards the recovery you've always wanted and dreamed of. Busting through these false beliefs and enlightening yourself is the way forward. I'm going to share with you how I smashed these beliefs in my own life and through that achieved what others see as impossible. I overcame PTSD. I did it by meeting with the people who traumatized me. I can tell you I was definitely not over it when I met with them. I hadn't let it go. I wasn't sure if I was going to relive it all over again when I met with them, as I had many times before when my PTSD was triggered. I was the most scared I think I've ever been as I went to that meeting. I arrived stupidly early and went for a walk to the beach to try and clear my head. The wind was whipping around me and the tumultuous sea looked as churned up as my insides felt. The wind started to give my ears an earache and I had to retreat back to my car. I waited there for what seemed like eternity for the meeting time to finally arrive. I watched Brené Brown videos, pumping myself up to dare greatly and go and see them. But more than that, to go unarmored, I decided this was as important as the meeting itself. We were meeting for mediation. They were bringing a support person. I was not. 
I knew I needed to show myself that they didn't have power over me anymore. That I could sit there alone with the two people central to my trauma right across from me. I didn't want to misplace my safety on having someone I know act as a shield. Time came and I went in. Hadn't seen them since the incident and wasn't sure what would happen inside me when I did. Um, I'd arrived before they had and the mediators brought me into the room where we would all meet. They asked me a simple but important question. What chair did I want to sit in? I knew I needed to lean into discomfort, so I actually chose the chair with my back to the door. They arrived, and I said hello. They sat down. It was understandably awkward. The mediators explained how things would work, and then handed the floor over to me. I would start, not knowing where they were at, what they thought, and what their experience of the event was. I would share my side, share what I had to say. This was a good thing. I'd come to this meeting with things I wanted to say. I wanted to voice my experience, the experience I wasn't over, the experience I hadn't let go of, the experience that was part of my history, my story, my memory. The grief, the anger, and the confusion. The fact I'd gone traumatized by their actions, actions they may have done because it was part of their jobs and because they were trying to help. Regardless of the why, their actions were experiences traumatizing to me. That the thing that they were trying to protect me from hadn't happened and that I'd suffered from the aftermath of that instead in the form of PTSD. Then I asked them questions that I'd swirled around my brain over the year between the trauma and the meeting. I won't go into how they responded to this meeting. I decided before I went that it wasn't about what they said or believed about the event. I listened to them and I did everything I could to truly hear their perspective, opening myself up to the possibility that my beliefs and interpretations about what happened may be inaccurate. Remembering a Brene Brown quote, in the absence of data, we will always make up stories. In fact, the need to make up a story, especially when we are hurt, is part of our most primitive survival wiring. Meaning making is in our biology, and our default is often to come up with a story that makes sense, feels familiar, and offers us insight into how best to self-protect. This meeting wasn't about letting go or getting over it. It was about rewriting my story, especially the ending when it came to PTSD. Hearing them out, I also reminded myself that what they were saying was also their story. It wasn't the facts or the truth about what had happened. It was the story their minds had made up about what had happened based on the data they had. They were doing their best with what personal and physical resources they had available to them. I walked out of there empowered, which for me is the opposite of what my PTSD was. I'd said what I wanted to say. I'd named and expressed and owned my experience. A few weeks later, I was reassessed for PTSD. And I no longer qualified. I wasn't over what had happened. I hadn't let it go. I just accepted it as part of my history and I wasn't going to let it take away from my future anymore. I'd overcome it. I was better and braver and stronger than I had been before the trauma. 
that's what recovery looks like. Thank you for listening to the Anxiety Specialist Podcast. That's it for this week's episode. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to click the follow button and please do share this with your family and friends. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. That's at Anxiety Specialists. And if you're interested to learn how you can live an anxiety-free life, you can get our epic anxiety reducer guide absolutely free so you can get started right away on getting your anxiety back down. Just grab the link in the show notes. Feel free to message us and let us know what you'd like to learn next. I'm your host, Michael Burrows. And I'm Becky Burrows. And we're going to be back next week with more tips, strategies and insights so you can get the anxiety-free life you deserve.